This program contains adult content. Is there a God? A big atheist. Really? What, am I an idiot? Come on. That yes, it would be nice if you could throw your sins and your responsibilities on someone else. But it's not true. It looks like far left lunacy. I don't believe that it's true that religion is moral or ethical. You don't need to follow anybody! It's not human intelligence! If someone doesn't value logical consistency, what logical argument are you going to give them that will demonstrate that they should? Hello and welcome to the Godless Revolution. Today is Wednesday, October 20th. This is episode 355. My name is Dan Ellis, and I'm joined by two awesome co-hosts, Mr. Taylor Grin hey. and Mr. Ryan Duffy. You changed it this week. I did. I switched it up a little bit. <laughs> uh, I, I don't, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I just had settled into Ryan and then Taylor and I decided, in fact, I'm going to, I'm going to switch it up every now and then. So it's not Ryan. always yeah, something that sounds like order. I get it. Yeah, so yeah. so I'm just not uh, like it's recorded or something. I don't know. <laughs> you just knew I'm a creature of habit. Mm-hmm. So what it's been, it's been a minute. Like we haven't, we haven't rambled and, and just kind of chit chatted about stuff that's been happening lately for, for some time. So let's catch people's up. Shall we for a little bit? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, what's new with uh, you, Mr. Duffy? I've, I got wrapped up into the stupid treasure hunt. Oh, right. You mentioned that last this week. Stupid- yeah. What came of that? Well, it's still going. Nobody's found. It's like there's still clues coming out. I think Sarah's probably upstairs right now watching a whole series of YouTube videos trying to find the hints scattered throughout them. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, so last week you had mentioned um, that there was a clue you guys were kind of stuck on. Was that one resolved, I'm guessing? Oh, yeah. Yeah, now we're on to the seventh clue. How many clues were you in last week? What? Uh, probably clue three. Oh. Oh, wow. And this yeah. is this is so tell people a little bit about this because I had no idea what you were fucking talking about last week when you so first started it's, mentioning it's, it's this family here. It's actually a couple families here in Utah. They're like real estate developers, so they got some money, uh-huh. uh huh, and they got some good contacts. And previously, they have hidden five thousand dollars in the mountains, and then this last summer they hid ten thousand dollars in the mountains, and now they're doing a twenty thousand dollar treasure hunt. Mm-hmm. But this one involves you having to go around and find QR codes that will then give you a clue that you have to decipher to find the next QR code. And there's like eight QR codes total. Mm-hmm. And we're on like number six. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when you get to the end, you get $20,000. First one there. First one there. So have you and Sarah been the first to solve any of the clues thus far? No. Do you know how many clues no. there are in total? I think there's eight in total. Eight in total. And you're on seven. So yeah, somebody's so going to be winning that prize. Seven, which leads you to eight. Then you got to solve eight. And that goes to the treasure. Ha- <clears throat> have you, have you solved they have all a leaderboard, the clues yourselves so. or have you like, like yes. they announce somebody has found the answer and here's what it is. So that's the, the, the bad part about this is people were giving away the answers on Reddit and other discord boards. Mm-hmm. So there were people that came in and had all like the boom, we found five in one day. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. It's like, no, you didn't. You just went and got the answers from other people and travel because you have to take a photo, a selfie with each QR code when you find it. Mm-hmm. So a bunch of people are just giving the shit away, mm. giving the answers away. Well, like, so then those people still have to travel to those locations, take a picture of themselves yeah. with QR code, and then that's so they can catch up yeah, and then try to solve caught the, up much faster. Yeah. 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 But I mean, it's like they were like a few times like on Reddit where someone's like, hey, I'm stuck on this one. Have you figured this out? I'm like, yes, I figured it out. I'm not going to give you the fucking answer, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I can help steer you down the right path and let you solve it yourself. So the one versus people just straight up giving out the answers. Yeah. So the one that you had mentioned last week was something about the disco. No, it was it was like, go, go to the east and farther or something like that. I can't remember exactly. Oh what yeah, it was. that was it. Was it was I had it was disc golf, and I had I had it right. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And, and it ended up being a disc golf course down in uh, American Fork. Oh, that's a bit of a jaunt from your location so, there in Ogden. How how what is the geographic range of this contest? From Logan to Provo. Fuck. Wow, that's a little bit. And do you know how yeah. many participants are? Uh, it's about a thousand right now. Doing the thing, yeah. Last I checked, it's right around a thousand. Yeah. Hmm. Well, that's fun. Is this? I'm I mean, guessing I have more fun deciphering the ciphers. Like when the cipher clue comes out, having to try to figure out what the key to that cipher is and trying to decode it. Uh-huh. I like doing that. Uh huh. Uh-huh. The riddles, not so much because it can be very vague. Like you got to think about like, what are they thinking? Mm-hmm. And I figured the last one out because it had to do with a baseball diamond where you stand up to the plate and you got to be your think with your right brain. So most times when you're right brained, you're left handed. So you'd be facing this way. So when you first step up and you face this way, you're looking this direction from a baseball diamond and you got to go further. So if you hit the ball outside of the park, you're going further than normal, and that led to a disc golf course, and yeah. Hmm. hmm. I'm guessing this is all part of some promotional something or other, right? Like, they're, they get something out of this for, for putting up this Not, money and making the clues and all of that. I think they're pretty well off. Yeah. Like, I saw some of their stuff, some, like, their land development stuff in, like, Salt Lake. Like, they, they're pretty well off, and they got a lot of people with big money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're they're promoting businesses while doing this. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of promotion going on, but they're 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 pretty well off. I don't think they're hurting for money at all. Well, yeah, I'm I'm not saying they're they're hurting. This is just giving them more money and more attention. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, what the guy does is he flips homes. Yeah, they're they're real mm-hmm. estate developers. Mm-hmm. So in this market, they're uh they're not hurting. Yeah. Hmm. Well, fun. Uh, what, what, what have you been doing, Mr. Grin? Oh man. Um, well, uh, predominantly, uh, shout out to Steve Kuno. Um, I've been watching a lot of movies lately. Uh-huh. Um, we watched uh, Free Guy with Ryan Reynolds, which oh, was exactly the big dumb movie that I thought it was going to be. It's, it's equal parts, um, Ready Player One, Stranger Than Fiction, and, uh, like the Truman Show. Oh, not not the Truman Show, but like um, 
I mean, there are some references there. What's what's, Ish, that, yeah. what's that damn movie? But, uh, Guns Akimbo. Okay. Guns Akimbo. I haven't saw seen that, that Daniel one. Radcliffe. Yeah. But is it true? It, it's Ryan right. Reynolds like, it's, fun? A, it's also a big, dumb, stupid shooter movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I like Ryan Reynolds, and I think he's fun. It was it was a fun movie. Like it was exactly what I expected it to be. There was nothing monumental about oh, yeah. it. Like it just it's was like, hey, we're think. identifying some movie beats. You know, we're gonna hit some tropes and go home. Right? Mm-hmm. Was the film? Um, I saw James Bond. Uh, which I really liked. Um, I thought they did a very good job of taking like tropes from older James Bond movies and finding ways to like express them within the medium uh, of like the contemporary James Bond films to make them like, I don't know, like they, they just did a good job paying homage to the past while setting up the future. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like there's, there's a scene where he does the stereotypical like turn shoot gun down the hallway oh, yeah. kind of deal. And like cinematically it really works. Like, like you don't see it coming, and when it happens, you're like, okay, that was pretty smooth, like the way that they made that work. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I loved it. And I've I've also been a big fan of the meta plot that um, the current James Bond has had with Leia Sado's character. Um, so it was really cool to see how they they culminated that relationship with the two of them. So, I think Daniel Craig movie. is yeah. I think Daniel Craig has been an awesome Bond. Mm-hmm. I think he's, he's oh yeah. I, if he's not the best, I think he's one of the best for like, I think he's probably my favorite. He has this like smoldering intensity that, that is really mm-hmm. great in mm-hmm. a lot of the scenes. He's, I think he's done an he, awesome job. Yeah. He does a really good job. Like all of the other James Bonds have either been either too psychopathic in one direction or too campy in the other direction. Mm-hmm. And I think Dan, Daniel Craig straddles that line really effectively. Yeah. I think he's, films. I think he's humanized the role in ways that none of the other bonds have, at least that I've noticed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially in this film, especially yeah. in this film. Yeah. 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 He's so, been great. It'll be yeah, sad. Just to trying to get to the movies again. Um, I'm going to watch Dune. I really want to watch um, for people who, I got to be very careful saying this. So I'm only going to say this for people who follow the Marvel cinematic universe on the Marvel side, even though venom, the new one, let there be carnage is a Sony film. You're going to want to watch it. That's all I'll say. Um, I like the first Venom movie. I want to watch the last duel. Oh, what's that? Oh, I just said, I I really liked the first venom movie. I know a lot of people panned it, but like, if you knew what it was, going in mm-hmm. it was it was fun it was it was campy and dumb and silly and just yeah i think a lot of people wanted it to take itself much more seriously than it did mm-hmm. i liked it though. i, I think fun. that has a lot to do with like the the previous venom like ip which had been kind of serious mm-hmm. and i mean i like it's whatever it, he was never one of my favorite spider-man like characters anyway Mm-hmm. Um, I love Michael Keaton's Vulture. Like that's one of the best villains in the MCU. They mm-hmm. did a, he did a really good job portraying that character. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So I just there's a ton of movies. Like I really fucking love going to the movie theater. And now that like I'm vaccinated and that movies are starting to come out again, like it's just been a great month for me doing that. Yeah. yeah. Have you so. have you seen uh, Fox News is really mad at Superman? Um, I have heard of that. Um, first of all, Fox News is garbage, doubly dumb. <laughs> One for, I mean, uh, in addition to the long, long list of other reasons, first of all, Superman is not gay. Superman's son is gay, and mm-hmm. Superman's son isn't gay. Superman's son is bi, mm-hmm. and that's like whatever. Well, um, 
but they've you know, gotten rid as of a the, bi person. It's nice to see further bi erasure. I'm glad that they haven't lost their form on that one. Um, I continue <laughs> to not exist. I get it. So, because <laughs> mm-hmm. well, because yep. in in the new movie coming out, apparently he doesn't say truth, justice, and the American way anymore. Oh well, I mean, unless he's planning on conquering a. Uh, South or Central American country to lower banana prices. I can't really see where he's going. With that, so. <laughs> well, it's now truth, justice, and a better tomorrow. And Fox News thought there was some sort of communist agenda. I mean, that's I'm I'm a fan of a better tomorrow. Yeah, we've got them. We've got to find our new and next moral panic. Quick, everybody! I know it's it's right. weird that they yeah. they choose their moral panic to be a comic book character. Wait, well, apparently wait they until were also- they realize that the X-Men are an allegory for being gay. <laughs> <laughs> but they, they were but also the, the- mad that, that Superman turned over his U.S. citizenship at the U.N. Council in, a com- in one of the comics. Oh, I bet that pissed off the David Icke crowd. Oh, yeah. So yeah. he's now a citizen of the world, not a citizen of America. They wouldn't have let him in the oh, fucking country in the first some parentheses <laughs> around his name. Yeah. Had, had they known that he was an alien, they'd have tried to ship him back to fucking Mexico. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> God. <sighs> well, fun. Uh, I've just been uh, doing funeral shit and working. Um, I think I mentioned to you guys last week that I that I helped edit the obituary for Tracy's grandmother. Um, I, mm-hmm. me, the atheist, uh, was correcting a lot of the religious language in it so that it uh, more perfectly fit the LDS narrative um, of temple ceiling for time and all eternity and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and and then I've done a bunch of, I I write pretty well, and I've done a bunch of editing in the past. And so... Um, I, everybody in the family was very, very happy and thankful that I had done that and nothing, nothing too out of sorts happened during the funeral. Um, there's some other background family stuff that was kind of bullshit that I'll talk about in a future episode, maybe not in this one because it's still a little unresolved. Um, one of the things that I did that, that did happen throughout this though, that kind of pissed me off and I wish I had been there was apparently it's an LDS tradition that I that I was unaware of before the the recent death in the family but apparently when an LDS woman dies uh her LDS family members or uh, you know I don't even know if they have to be LDS but they dress the 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 recently deceased in oh. their temple garments I didn't know that was a thing. Like Tracy told me initially that, you know, she was meeting with her mother and with the folks at the mortuary and with another very close family friend and they were going to be dressing Tracy's grandmother. And I was, I, no, thank I, you. I was like, yeah, I'll, no. I'll pass mm, on that. Pass. I'll be, I'll be sitting, yeah, no. I'll be waiting at home. And she's like, oh no, it's, you know, I mean, you can come if you want, but you wouldn't be expected to be helping that out. It's, you know, we're, 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 I, well, and I said, I thought the mortuary would do that. The morticians yeah. would dress the body. They, that's what they do. And she's like, oh, no, well, this is, you know, it's an LDS thing. We we put them in their temple garments for laying in state in the coffin for the viewing and all of that kind of shit. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, you can't. 
you, you gotta you gotta have somebody close to that person or who is LDS who knows how the clothing needs to be appropriately put on the person and all of that kind of shit. And no. you don't want no. you don't no. want just that's any, going on the list. You don't want just any rando uh, walking in there and seeing your super secret sacred special underwears. So Mm-mm. yeah, so they 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 did all of that and. Tracy said that during that time when she showed up at the mortuary to do this, uh, one of the guys that works with the mortuary um, just popped off with, like, out of the blue, uh, said that, you know, you can't work in, you can't be in this line of work for as long as I have and not think that there's something after this life. And like, it was just, it was out of the blue and weird. Like he just said it out of nowhere. And Tracy said, you know, the only thing that I can think is that there were only two cars in the parking lot. You know, one was, one was this family friend who had showed up and then I arrived with my mom and I drove and she drove our car with the atheist Mm -hmm. license plates. And so Mm -hmm. she says, you know, I'm, I'm wondering because it was so random and out of the blue, if he must've seen the license plates on the car and he's and I finished her sentence and said, asserting his privilege. Yeah. And she's like, oh, yeah. my God, that is exactly what my therapist said as I'm relaying the story to her. Because, you know, she went and did that, went and dressed her grandmother, and then she had her therapist appointment and then came home. And we were talking about this during dinner. And she's like, that's exactly what my therapist said, was that he's just asserting his privilege because... He saw a fucking license plate that said the, that had the word atheist on it in his parking lot and had to assert that, you know, oh no, well, I'm a Christian. I just want everybody to know. And I'm letting you know that there's something after this because I've seen something that mm-hmm. challenges my worldview. And so I've got to assert my privilege again and make sure that everybody knows that this, that this is the place where people come who are religious. It just kind of bothered me. Like, yeah. Yeah. Tracy yeah. said, yeah, Tracy said, you know, had it, had it not been at my grandmother's funeral and us dressing them, she said, I, I may have, you know, thought to say something about it, but it, it is just, yeah. is one of those things where shit like that, I, I hear stories about that kind of thing all the time. And I think, fuck, I wish I was there because <laughs> I would have said something. I would have shut that shit down. And more often than mm-hmm. not, I'm not in those situations. It's just it's just disappointing. And then frustrating that he's got to do something like that with people who are there. You know, when, when we were recording last week and Taylor, uh, in a, in an off air comment that I think I put in the outtakes for the episode <laughs> mentioned something about you want to see Dan's veins bulge out in his head or his eyes pop out or something like that. And you made, you made the comment about, Oh, she's in a better place. He, you know, God called his angel home or whatever, all of that kind of bullshit. And yeah, I just, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh no. Like I just, it, it's one of those things that I wish that I had been there so that I could have said something like your, your comments aren't helpful here. Who do you, who are you talking to? Well, we're non-believers, you, you know, just, just something to, to kind of check his privilege a little bit, put him, put him you back know, on his heels a bit. You know, what's kind of wild to me, like in terms of mainstream shit, I've been playing the, um, the like 2018 Spider-Man video game. 
that, that was put out by Insomniac. Mm-hmm. That means it's a Spider-Man game. Like they simulate Manhattan and you get to web sling through it, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a point at which um, you interact with Miles Morales after like his important moment in his, his like becoming a superhero. Um, his father dies, right? Mm-hmm. And you as Peter Parker go to him at the funeral and the cutscene starts and like Peter Parker starts to go up to him and he's like, hey man, I just want you to know. And Miles Morales interjects. He's like, what? Do you know what it's like? That you've been where I've been, or what? That uh, that God just wanted to take him home. It's all bullshit. <laughs> and I was like, "Whoa, <laughs> video game! Hell yeah, <laughs> nice, nice." Well, we've got some things to talk about, and uh, we'll do that on the other side of this little break. Hey, everybody! It's X from the Utah Outcasts podcast and YouTube channel, and you're listening to the Godless Revolution. Uh, but uh, atheists and people say, oh, I don't believe in the devil. Well, it doesn't matter if you believe in the devil or not. There are people who rule the planet who believe in the devil. There are humans who believe in it and who are manifesting it. You got that, Mac? It's real one way or the other. Period. Satan is real. Period. Period. End of story. And it's manifesting. Now, what are you going to do about it? Thank you to everybody who has rated the show on iTunes and Stitcher and are following us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. And to all our Patreon patrons, you make the show possible. All right, and welcome back. Uh, Today, we're going to do something we haven't done in a while, just kind of a a news bag roll up. Um, There's been a whole bunch of interesting and also funny and sometimes interesting funny shit in the news lately. So I wanted to cover some of that. Um, I want to get us out the gate with this story that I thought was pretty fucking hilarious. Um, Baylor University students uh, took photos in anticipation of an upcoming football game they had with BYU. And one of those photos that was liked by Baylor University because it was in the carousel of like Instagram photos for it um, said... BYU wishes they had as many wives as David Koresh. <laughs> and BYU, BYU got upset about that? Well, it's not no, wrong. They're, they're not particularly pleased. <laughs> well, why not? I mean, it's not David Koresh had a lot of wives. Mormons tend to as well. Mm-hmm. This made me sick to my stomach. <laughs> what I was reading and what I saw said... Amy, a Baylor fan and LDS church member who grew up in Waco and doesn't want to be identified due to fear of <laughs> online bullying and retaliation. The fact that it's 2021 and we're still criticizing other people's beliefs is appalling to me. Oh, the fact that it's oh. the fact that it's 2021 and you still believe in fucking nonsense is appalling. Is. Bless mm-hmm. your heart. I just like yeah. to say, welcome to the Big 12, BYU. <laughs> just oh man just bringing up david koresh period in waco is very unnecessary it's still a very triggering th- thing for a lot of wacoans who had to live through that and they know people that live through that it's just not okay like i mean come on enough time has passed well and are they yeah. saying that they know people that were part of koresh's cult and that they're upset they don't or, want to be reminded or that they happen to just live in the fucking area like everybody knows about waco it's you're not fucking yeah, special right. if you happen to live in the area you weren't involved mm-hmm. it's just somewhere nearer to you than other people big fucking deal man 
Also, like, it's not like you're a Parkland survivor. You yeah, know what I yeah. mean? Like, like the people at the Waco compound at some point made the decision to join a cult. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And, and mm. then brought it on themselves. Well, they didn't bring the deaths on themselves necessarily. <laughs> but I mean, like, yeah. it, they, they could With have. With the exception of the children in that compound. Yeah. 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 I mean, there, there were bad things that happened for sure. But like, it's it's not as if they were just you know, sitting idly by and somebody walked into their building and started <laughs> shooting them and then had yeah, you no, know, that's, radio. That's what, what being a high school student is like. Yeah. Then had conservative radio dipshits talking about it was all false flag and none of these people are real and these children were never murdered. And yeah. Is this where I make the bad he, uh, joke? He lost says, his case on that, right? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Several. Fucked. Yeah. Yeah, because he, mm-hmm. just, he just wouldn't turn over the information that, was being asked probably because it was even more damning, but hmm. is this also where I make a bad joke that says, you don't know you're in a cult until the FBI shows up. (laughs) Oh, Oh, (laughs) Oh, I don't know. What's, Oh shit. Was it Oleg Deripaska? His places just got raided by the Mm -hmm. FBI, right? It did. It did. Um, several of his places, um, from the news I was hearing, which is fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. he was pretty critical to the, the Trump Russia issues. Mm-hmm. So that's fun to see. Also criminal contempt is coming up against Steve Bannon, uh, the human oh, piece of, of our uh, spam. <laughs> he's one of our favorites. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, friend of the show, <laughs> man who doesn't know how to wear two shirts that don't both have a collar. Has there um, been anything Bannon has touched that he hasn't fucked up royally? I mean, Breitbart. Well, it's still fucked, but I'm like Biodome. He fucked that place up. Mm-hmm. I mean, from a, uh, I would say if you're, if you're taking for granted his agenda, I'd say his tenure at Breitbart was successful for accomplishing his ends. Mm-hmm. Right. True. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With regard to awakening fascist sentiments in the United States, I would say that his involvement in the Trump campaign was a success. Mm-hmm. You know, also Republicans true. of 2016 are very different from Republicans of 2021 in large part due to Bannon's messaging. Yeah. I guess it's the optics in which you look at it. Mm-hmm. If you think Hitler's great, Bannon's awesome. If, you know, as Obi-Wan said, from a certain point of view, right? Yeah. I read an article earlier today saying that uh, Mark Esper flew into a rage because he learned of a secret plot from Stephen Miller that he was trying to plan for a 250,000 troop deployment to the U.S., southern border to seal it off between the united states and mexico i don't doubt it yeah yeah like that is coming from stephen miller it's no surprise <laughs> no yeah well and, and i had heard an earlier earlier report um like a, a few weeks ago that stephen miller was instrumental in changing policy at the state department that delayed or just paused the visa applications for in translators and other local workers yeah. in Afghanistan, which is what caused that log jam, you know, last summer when they were trying to get out of country in advance of our pullout. And mm-hmm. so we can directly point towards, you know, Steve Miller in particular as the piece of shit that kept, you know, people who helped out American troops stuck in Afghanistan. Yeah. He's a racist don't little forget. fucking ghoul. 
Trump wanted yeah. to pull out of Afghanistan January 19th, the day before yeah. Biden took office. He wanted to have all mm-hmm. troops out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're going to need to give Stephen Miller like the honorary title of Eichmann at this point. Oh. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, a lot of the a lot of the really racist shit that was coming out of the Trump administration was directly because of him. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see what else has been going on. Um, no news yet, but quite possibly by the time the show comes out, um, if not by the time we do our show next week, it looks like human remains have been found near yeah. the possessions of Brian Laundry, the guy who probably murdered murdered Gabby Petita. I think it's uh, I was I was guessing right off the bat that dude went into the fucking mm-hmm. Everglades and committed suicide. Mm, yeah. I don't I don't I know. Mean, I mean he may have. I think it, I like, think like I'm I'm 99.9% sure that he killed Gabby. Um, oh yeah. And then his parents helped him hide and get away. And yeah. I saw a couple posts about this breaking news that they had found uh, his backpack, I think, and some other articles of his well, and, uh, you know, possibly some partial remains. remains. Yeah. Well, I guess the, the partial remains has been confirmed. They have found partial remains. Okay. They have yeah, been submerged underwater for, they don't know of whom yet. Yeah. They can't say who they were, but I know the items they found and the partial remains, they said, had been submerged underwater for uh, some time. Which... Yeah, and then I I saw somebody um, made a comment about that the that they that it was very convenient they felt that Brian Laundry's parents have have not been very cooperative have not been helping in True. the search for their son and that they started participating like today and within and then is- in the in the first day in their first outing in looking for him when. Authorities had been searching this area, scouring it for the last couple of weeks that his parents just happened to stumble upon exactly where this backpack his, and possible remains yeah. were found. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That that was very yeah. convenient to them and and him as their son. That it was that it just seemed very, very strange, very peculiar, very odd, and very convenient that everybody else has been looking and they've been looking in that area and that his parents on the first day of their actual active participation just happened to stumble across this. Well, I know Mm -hmm. I did read one thing that they said that water in that area has recessed lately. So the area that they're in was underwater previously and and the water's kind of recessed from the area. So Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. He could have, I don't know, been gatored and walked into shallow water and killed himself. So his body wouldn't be found as easily or just been walking around and gotten gatored because I saw, yeah, yeah, that there were like five other bodies found in that reserve. Oh yeah. In the time that they've been looking for, they've been looking and they weren't his, that there were just partial remains of people that have been eaten, which also goes to wonders like you just also found five other missing people. (laughs) Also, Gators. (laughs) Gators. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Gators, <laughs> to be fair, though, to be fair, if you're a serial killer, you can do worse places than Florida. Mm-hmm. Like, but, but that also goes to highlight the fact that if this wasn't at the level of publicity it's getting, do you think the FBI would be putting in this much effort? Oh no! If it wasn't at the level of publicity that it's getting, then like putting myself in in Home Slice's shoes, uh, cross the border into Mexico. 
in between the time period when she was reported missing and he became oh, yeah. a person of interest, right? When there's no hold on his passport. Yeah. Go into Mexico, grab a plane, fly to Southeast Asia, start a new life in Thailand. Like that's. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I, I just, the only thing that pisses me off about this whole thing is people go missing every fucking day. There's mm-hmm. tons of domestic abuse that goes on, tons of domestic, you know, yeah. incidents. And they don't get as much coverage when someone's murdered or killed and they're trying to look for the the other person. But for some reason, uh, a cute young white girl goes missing and the whole world loses their shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's, I think that's part of it. The other part of it is that they, you know, had a bit of an online following because they were both very much into social media. So that true. You know, kick how, things how was it? Because I know I said she was trying to grow her online, like trying to make a business out of this. I don't know how big it was. I never, I guess I don't follow online personalities like that <laughs> at all. So yeah, there there are all kinds of influencers who, who yeah. do not hold sway over anything that I do. But yeah, yeah, no, not not unless I've got an OnlyFans account, right, Ryan? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I tried to start one. And that's what caused the whole site to try to go non-nude. Oh, that figures. Yeah, I know. Then you pulled back as on those as soon plans. As, as soon as I canceled my my OnlyFans account, boom, titties are back. <laughs> mm-hmm. I had a photo of my AC unit, my ceiling fan, my wall fan, and for some reason, nobody would pay me anything for it. So. I know. <laughs> They're OnlyFans. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, no, definitely. I'm on the side of pay for your porn, like by all means. Uh, do that. Mm-hmm. It's a better model. Mm-hmm. Utah's um, behind that quite well. Quite, quite, quite a bit. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. Porn kills love, Ryan. Um, well, Utah is, in, I thought the last I looked that Utah was the highest porn the consumption. most amount of paid porn prescriptions in yeah. the U.S. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, no, the highest number of paid porn subscriptions and the so, highest yeah. number of pain pill prescriptions. Mm-hmm. True. True. <laughs> ding and ding. Both answers are correct. To put something like in perspective or at least to like cause people to maybe freak out a bit less and depending on what happens in the intervening week, maybe by the time this goes to print, you know, I'll be wrong. Um, and if I am, I'll say so. But a report came out today that Senator Manchin was considering leaving the Democratic Party. And really? Yeah. And and his immediate response to media folks was, and I quote, that is bullshit. Oh. So my personal assessment in that is that it doesn't make sense. Right now, he's the sweetheart that everyone wants to take to the prom. If he caucuses with the Republicans, they won't really have any reason to play ball with him and he'll la- lose his sweetheart status. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So I think that it makes more political sense for him to stay with the Democrats. Mm-hmm. I mean, the yeah. longer he gets to stay in office and own his oil and coal. Yeah. The better he can set up favorable his, deals uh, for his coal interests. Yeah. yeah. The, the only thing that I could see that would ever get him to switch parties would be if perhaps he's, he's got a, somebody running against him in the primary who is running to the left of him, which wouldn't be very difficult to do running to the left of him and then gets actual Democrats in West Virginia to possibly nominate this other person instead of him Mm -hmm. to run in the general. And then maybe Mm -hmm. then he would change said that he's not running though. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. He's not going to run again. 
No, he's not. Now, there's rumors he might go for the governor of uh, West Virginia, mm. but I don't mm. think that that's going to be successful for him. No. So, mm. yeah, because I here's mean, the deal. Like, even even if he were to switch sides so that he could run for a Republican governorship of West Virginia, mm. Republicans won't vote for him because they're going to see him as a rhino and Democrats won't vote for him because he's a fucking traitor. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I, I had this thought earlier when I was actually watching something on Mansion, and it made me think about how everyone that keeps going, well, automation is going to take your job at Burger King and all these places. Like, well, those are low paying jobs. But mm-hmm. these same people are like, we need more coal. We need more coal. It's like, don't you realize your jobs have already been taken by automation? Mm-hmm. Like I notice, especially with like pandemic stuff, if you can see it, you care about it. If you can't see it, you don't really care about it. So people can see automation happening at Walmart or Burger King or fast food. So they care about that automation. But when automation is taking over other jobs that they can't see, like underneath the ground in coal mines, they don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and we're seeing Which a resurgence. A I had. Yeah, and we're seeing a resurgence in the interest in interest of workers' rights and uni- yeah. unionization and oh, better pay for everybody. Yeah. People walking off jobs. People going. Mm-hmm. People mm-hmm. doing strikes. People not accepting jobs that aren't paying well enough. People just quitting on the spot, telling their boss to go fuck themselves for doing yeah. shitty things to them. Like we're seeing that all over the place, and I think. God damn, it's about fucking time, man. <laughs> yeah. My uh my favorite uh tabletop role playing game, uh Pathfinder, their parent company had all their freelancers announce a stop work. Um and so that's like 40 out of uh the 120 or so people that work with them. And then another 30 employees, full-time staff employees were like, "Yeah, we're going to make a union." And it's uh, the first of its kind in the industry. Never before has a tabletop role-playing game company had a union. Oh, nice. Yeah, I think that's all splendid. It's wonderful news for everybody, except the the corporatist people at the top who are like, I don't want to have to pay people to do the work that I won't fucking do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've always been about the the more good for the masses. So that's mm-hmm. why I love unions. I'm like, the workers get a better shake versus mm-hmm. the owner of the company making more money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and, and trickle down has been proven not to work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, it's- an increased minimum wage doesn't decrease hiring, according nope. to the new like Nobel laureate, uh, not Nobel laureate, but Nobel Prize winner in economics, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and studies out of Seattle and that kind of thing have shown that increasing minimum wage doesn't depress uh, or doesn't doesn't cause inflation in like food prices and that kind of yeah. thing. Well, and yes. we and we now have you know at least a few weeks or if not a if not a full month now or more of you know the Republicans were whining that people aren't going back to work because they were getting government subsidies to stay home. Mm-hmm. So in many states they they ended that. And the the employment numbers didn't shoot up. the The jobs are still staying empty because people don't want to mm-hmm. have to put up with bullshit for low fucking pay. Yeah, yeah. And in some cases, like places aren't actually that hungry for workers. There was that guy out of Florida who applied to sixty jobs in a month and only got like what one offer and three interviews or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and for any listener, if you feel this way, or if you've got a friend who feels this way, where they say something like, "Well, why?" Should I, an EMT, 
right? Support a McDonald's worker making 15 an hour when I only make 15 an hour or 18 an hour. My argument is, is that if a McDonald's worker makes 15 an hour, then you can go to your boss and say, why the hell should I put up with this shit when I could go to a McDonald's and make the same pay? Mm -hmm. And your boss is going to turn around and say, well, okay, I'm going to have to pay you more then. Yeah. Yeah. Wages have stagnated for long enough that people just aren't making what they should. You know, company productivity across the board has increased by leaps and bounds over the past couple decades and pay has not. Mm -hmm. That's we're seeing just in percent since the eighties. Yeah. Yeah. We're just seeing a a wild and rapid increase in pay disparity and wage Mm -hmm. and wage inequality because workers aren't being paid what they're worth. Yeah. Which is why I always argue when people say, well, if, if, if McDonald's has to pay $15 an hour, it's going to cost more for a Big Mac. I'm like a Big Mac costs more now without pay increases. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. 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 I'm like, so your yeah. argument is not fucking valid. Mm-hmm. They keep yeah. raising the price on this, but the employees don't make any more fucking money. Yep. In, in, oh God, I'm trying to remember the exact year. I want to say it was in the 1990s. The median home price was like $149,000 and the median teacher's salary was $65,000. And today the median home price is 400 and something thousand dollars and the median teacher income is Mm $69,000. Yeah. 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 Yep. Prices Prices are going up no matter fucking what increased wages. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They are indeed. We have some fun things to talk about on the other side of this little break that are uh, sure to put you in a certain mood. Hi, this is Andrew Seidel of the Freedom From Religion Foundation and author of The Founding Myth. And you are listening to The Godless Revolution. We're not going to have Pepsi with baby flavoring in it. I mean, what the hell have we become? If you have questions, comments, concerns, compliments, corrections, criticisms, or concepts for content, contact the show via email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com, by text or voicemail at 330-81-REBEL, or Twitter the twatter at TGR Podcast. Thank you. So, Taylor, you were going to let us all know about the origins of Halloween and how the the, the spooktacularness arrived and made people do things like trick-or-treating and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, um, there's there's a bit of a problem with that. Oh. Um, Ryan did a fantastic uh, how St. Patty's Day came to be and like the evil that is the actual St. Patty and all that jazz. And so mm-hmm. I thought to myself, all right, spooky day is my favorite holiday. I'm going to do a thing. And so I went and I started looking into the history of Halloween and um, well, pretty much, uh, pretty much the Irish had a day where they were like, Oh, the spirit world is thin, like wear masks and stuff and have fun. And the Christians were like, Oh, well we have this holiday called all hollows Eve and, and, you know, we, we honor our dead people and they happen to fall in like kind of the same time period. And so when Christians came to Ireland, they were like, all right, well, we're going to call this Halloween. And they just cribbed each other's shit and went along with their lives. And that's the history of <laughs> Halloween. <laughs> Yay. Well, thanks for joining us, everybody. <laughs> yep. All right. Fantastic. That's a show. That's a wrap. No. Yeah. It's really boring. Like a lot of holidays where like they're just made up bullshit or have something to do with some stupid ass Catholic saint or something like that. Mm. Like Halloween is basically just like, yeah, it's a time when the seasons are changing. So a lot of cultures had holidays and, um, you know, Christians had their own and like, they basically just intermingled with the Irish. And for once in their goddamn lives, they didn't fuck with them. 
Um, and so they just like somehow peaceably just intermingled their traditions for that time of year. And we have Halloween now mm. and it got super like commercialized, you know, largely in America, oh, yeah. uh, you know, for the better, in my opinion, like American Halloween traditions, like trick or treating and shit are pretty fun. Um, but like, no, there's really no like interesting story for Halloween. It's just like kind of a thing that we do. Yeah. <laughs> so there was so no, I figured instead of that, Oh, yeah, there's no, there's no evil spawn of Satan that came up from the earth and demanded we worship them. Nope. If you, day. if you don't wear a mask, you're not going to get possessed by spirits. Huh. Like, yeah, <laughs> crazy, weird. I know. Yeah. I, you know, luckily the veil between our world and that of the Fae is not thinned. Um, hmm. Yeah. Well, and, and in between so. segments, I, I mentioned, or I, I asked both of you guys if, that you have any like ghost stories from your past, like, you know, before maybe when you were a believer or a nominal believer or anything, if, if there were any scary stories from your past that, or, or that people have told you that have happened to them. And I think what, what, what was your first reply, Taylor? Oh, it was something like, like when I was a lot younger, for some reason, my folks had me go into like two different psychologists or psychiatrists and I got prescribed like an antidepressant, and an anti-ADHD <laughs> at the same time, and they conflicted. And so I had, like, mild, like, visual and audio hallucinations, like corner of your eye kind of shit, you know? Like, ah, oh, fuck, I think I, nope, there's nothing over there kind of things. And, uh, like, notionally, you could call that ghost stories, but really I was just, like, fucking... High as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty much. <laughs> well, I, w I was thinking about, like, like, when I first asked the question, like, you instantly just responded with, no, man, that's fucking stupid. Ghosts aren't real. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry for not giving my pithy answer. Yeah, no. Ghosts aren't fucking real. <laughs> no, that's fine. They don't fine. exist. <laughs> that's totally fine. we would be flooded with fucking ghosts. There was yeah. something, like... Like what a hundred billion humans over the course of like a couple million years. Like how come none of them are speaking to us in like Indo Proto European languages and shit like that, you know? <laughs> well or wearing Metallica t shirts. Yeah. Well these are all great. Like I I I for over a decade now have been asking questions about ghosts that seem pretty self evident that, you know, the whole ghost thing is fucking stupid. Because mm -hmm. there are a lot of things about ghosts that are just really fucking dumb. Like, yeah. Number one, the the and, very and first the very first question that always springs to mind, and I did a search on Facebook. the The first time that I saw a mention of this, I just typed in, you know, Dan Ellis and ghosts, and the first or earliest recorded post that I have on Facebook about it is why are ghosts never naked? Like, that's fucking stupid what is it what is it about a person or a ghost that everybody they're 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 not naked they're always wearing clothing like is every individual tiny little fiber also haunted it's it's its own little ghost that happens mm. to just rebuild itself into whatever someone was wearing when they died like that's just dumb why are ghosts <laughs> never naked well and, and anytime anybody ever describes either a ghost or a past life experience, it's always like fucking Napoleon and Cleopatra yeah. or like some other famous bullshit. It's never like, it's never oh Steve yeah, that's from the Jerry. Bar. He was a fucking janitor and he fucking hung himself yeah. in his broom closet 20 years ago. You know what I mean? Like on accident while <laughs> masturbating. This is, yeah. this is, this is Sarah. She died peacefully in her sleep in, in like 1860. You know, at 70 years old, <laughs> she sits in a rocking chair and doesn't bother anyone. I am the reincarnation of Andy. 
He had a belt around his neck while masturbating. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's it's always just seemed really dumb to me. And I I forgot to tell you guys, I think I put it in the show, like our, our internal show notes, that a couple of years ago I was interviewed by City Weekly. You know, it's it's the time of year where people start publishing spooky stories about hauntings and ghosts and all of that fucking bullshit because it's Halloween. And so a few years ago I had been interviewed or I was interviewed uh, from a reporter from City Weekly and she was asking me a bunch of questions and, you know, throughout the course of our conversation and interview, it, it inevitably ended up with me asking a bunch of, you know, questions about ghosts and, and pointing out how ridiculous it is to believe in ghosts when you think about it for half a second. And, mm-hmm. um, she contacted me last week, I want to say, mm. um, just going over her notes from our prior interview and said, Hey, a lot of this didn't make it into my previous story. I'm just contacting you to see if it would be okay with you. If I use this in, in the story that I'm writing now. So I'm not sure when that is coming out. I'm, I'm guessing that she'll let me know, but yeah. So it was mm-hmm. basically just going over. I, at one point came up with a list of 13 questions about ghosts that uh, I've shared around in a few different places. And of course, the very first one is why are ghosts never naked? Right. Right. Uh, the, the second one Mo- is modesty. The second one is why are ghosts almost always human? Like with, okay. yeah, with, with all of the different types of species that have existed. Why is it that it's only, mainly ghosts or mainly o- humans? Only humans have spirits. Well, but yeah. I mean, there Everyone are, just fucked. there are some stories about, you know, a haunted horses or people yeah. riding on horses, yeah. Yeah. you know, shit like that. Like there are ghosts of other animals every now and then, but predominantly it's, it's humans. Well, I think I heard a story from Skinwalker Ranch where there was like a, a, a ghost wolf or something. Skinwalker Ranch. What is that? That sounds familiar, but oh, that's I, don't talk about skinwalkers, Dan. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You've never heard the legend of Skinwalker Ranch? No. Oh man, here I'm goes. the only one that's into cryptids and all that fucked up shit, I guess. What is Skinwalker Ranch? Like I said, it sounds it's, it sounds vaguely familiar, but it's here in Utah. There's a bunch of farmers there, and apparently the place is like it's kind of like one of those portal to hell type places. Haunted by Native American ghosts and shit. It's not Ed Gein's like. No, it's here in Utah. Like ranch. No, <laughs> it it has to do with like uh like like a local Native folklore. Yeah. Of like these terrible terrible demons that walk in like a human form. They're skinwalkers. Uh, yeah. Huh. Oh, it's, did they make a movie of like called Werewolves? Yeah. 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 A little bit. Yeah. I think they made a movie called in, Skinwalkers. In the sense that, like, they? werewolf folklore probably comes from like French serial killers uh-huh. way back in the day, uh-huh. and that they're like grisly murders, and like the left behind corpses looked like they could have been torn apart by wolves. They were so brutalized, um, yeah. and that that may be one of the origins of like werewolf folklore mm-hmm. is how people explained away those killings, and Skinwalkers are probably something similar. Mm. Yeah. Okay, yeah, and there is a Skinwalker movie. Uh, there, it looks hmm. like there's actually a couple different Skinwalker movies. Probably Seaflix. What? Yeah, I can't imagine they're good. <laughs> what? What is the well? So speaking of movies, like, what is your guys's 
What's the scariest movie you've ever seen? Or what, what, what types of movies do you like to watch to scare you? I don't know if movies mm. scare me. Oh yeah. I, I tend not to like pop scare horror movies and I really don't like the like Christian morality play movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't think you can really call cabin in the woods a horror movie, but it's like in no. that direction, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's a, it's a mockery of a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like the orphanage by uh, Guillermo del Toro. I always butcher his name. Um, that's a fantastic one. The orphanage. Um, I haven't seen that one. I'll have to add that to my list. It's not the orphan, but the orphanage and it's uh it's in Spanish. You got to watch it with subtitles. It's fantastic. Um, He's a good director though. Yeah. And then I really like uh, What Lies Beneath, which has um, Harrison Ford in it. Mm-hmm. Yes. What about it, you? It? Yeah, it's a pretty good one. Yeah. What about I mean, you? I like more of a any? thriller, though. Yeah. Yeah. I've always enjoyed like the Halloween and the Freddies and all that, but they don't scare me. They're to me. They're just fun. Yeah. Right. right. Have you seen the new Halloween that just came out yet? I haven't, but I heard there was a petition out there because some butthurt firefighters didn't like this fact that firefighters were being killed by by him with, with firefighter tools and what? Oh, oh no! <laughs> yeah. Oh, they're precious. Those those poor fellows. They just got their knickers in twist because he's because he's gonna kill them with fire stuffs. It's like it's a fucking movie, dude. <laughs> yes. What else do you expect him to kill a firefighter with, but with a fire axe or a pike pole? Right. Yeah. yeah. Wrapping a hose around their neck. Like it's yeah. not the, the jokes make themselves <laughs> and they put their head through one of the ladders and the ladder contracts. Like, come yeah. on, I can make it's like, sorry, we're not sacred. Yeah. Firefighters can die in a horror film. In my, in my mm-hmm. personal, uh, scary, you know, quote, scary movie collection. I have all of, the Friday the 13th, all of the Nightmare on Elm Streets, all of the Chucky movies, um, all basically any franchise, all of the Saw movies, you know, any any mm-hmm. franchise horror series, I've got all of those. And yeah, they don't they don't scare me. They're just no, they're schlocky they're, fun. Oh yeah. Yeah. I did see something interesting about Robert England and how he got the part as Freddy. Uh, oh yeah, he said he literally went into the uh, casting, mm-hmm. locked eyes with the casting director, and didn't blink, and just fucking stared him <laughs> down and gave him this weird face for fucking like ten minutes. And he's like, "Dude, you're fucking hired." <laughs> he's like, nice. he, he actually goes, "I went to the interview trying to be as creepy as fucking possible." Mm-hmm. That's my job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I just really like horror by omission rather than horror by commission mm-hmm. right like i don't want you to jump out at me and scare me i don't want you to like you know show me someone being eviscerated on camera i want to only see the shadows of somebody being eviscerated on camera right i want to spend 10 minutes wondering when the jump scare is going to happen before it does like that's compelling horror to me mm-hmm. as opposed to like oh yeah no we dumped all of our all of our budget into special effects and fake blood and like here's the show Right. Well, um, I think most of our horror tropes that we know now are because those early horror films were done on a fucking super low budget. So they're like, oh, yeah, uh, we got to make this work somehow. Like, we don't know what the fuck we're mm-hmm. doing. Uh, how do we make this work? And what can we do without a budget at all? So we get our common day horror tropes. But now they have a big fucking budget and they see 
keep repeating the same fucking shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, Which it's is like why they don't scare it's me. Like, so uh, fucking predictable. Yeah, Jurassic Park's dinosaurs worked because they filmed so many of the scenes in, in the dark, so that you like end with rain out, so that the the slickness of the fake skin looked like it made sense, and the like improperties but, of the of the skin made sense in the dark. Like, and that's how it also destroys the prop. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, but like that's you know that's the yeah. point. Like, it's a prop. You, like, yeah, I mean, making even short films. You, you cheat yeah. stuff to make it make sense because, well, we can't afford to fucking do the real thing. So let's just fucking hide it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Misdirection. And yeah. good horror doesn't show you the monster. You know, it, like the, the monster that you invent is way scarier, mm-hmm. is my opinion. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I always thought The Shining was scary when I was a kid. Have you guys seen Dr. Sleep? I think that was better than The Shining. Yeah. I like I it. to I, see that. No, I haven't. Doctor Sleep, I think, is is a sleeper movie. Like it's really good. I liked it more than The Shining. It's it's I enjoyed it. Yeah. Really good storytelling. Good yeah, it was it was really good. I like that one a lot. I also like um I'm trying to think of other well, scary movies that I've seen recently. There's one I, called The Monster from like twenty sixteen, I wanna say, that was really good. Like it's it's only got I think maybe four people in it. And nice. you see this monster briefly in a couple of different scenes, but mainly it's just like really, really great acting from this mother daughter mm-hmm. pair that's in the movie. It's really good. But I, I also the, the now that movie we adaptation about of The Mist. Oh, oh sorry yeah. about that, Ryan. I was going to say Stephen King, uh, It, the original yeah. multi series, mm-hmm. uh, the two parter, It, uh, as a kid that did scare me. But I liked it. Salem's yeah. Lot scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. The original like mm-hmm. mini series that mm-hmm. was on broadcast television yeah. that scared the hell out of me when I was a kid. The book Salem's or not Salem's Lot. Yeah, wait. Mm, yeah, no, yeah, Pet Cemetery. The book Pet Cemetery okay. scared uh, the fuck out of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one's scary. I think the scariest Stephen King story that I've read um, is a short story in I believe it's the Night Shift collection. And mm. it's called, uh, I think it's just called the boogeyman. That okay. one, that one's, that one scared the shit out of me. Like I would, I would get scared reading that story. That's mm-hmm. a good one. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. uh, we're, we've, we're out of time for this episode. Happy oh, Halloween. We've come to the end. Happy Halloween. My friends. Yeah. Happy Halloween to everybody who will be celebrating. Uh, that will be the holiday that's coming out next after this episode is released. I'm sorry that I have been uh, a bit lax in getting shows out, that they've been delayed by a day or two the past couple of weeks. I've just had a lot of shit going on, lot, lots a lot of work and a lot of family stuff going on that has kept me occupied and, and I haven't had much of a chance to do editing. And it's a long process. It takes quite a while to do it. So thank you all. We appreciate all. you for it. Oh, no. My, yeah, no problem. Uh, but thank you all for listening. Thank you guys for joining me. Before we go, I want to make sure that we thank our Patreon supporters because they help keep the show going. Uh, and we have, we have a, we're going to do things a little bit different this week. Just if for wondering. Just for one, one Patreon patron. Uh, so I want to make sure that we thank two skeptical chaps. Alan Firth. Don't be a Richard. Hunter Grin. John McCullough. Ollie Olson. Sinead Duffy. Steve Kuno. Stephen Andrus. Tiffany Hudson. Vanessa. All hail Penneth Buttra. 
Corey Ebert. Jeff Peterson. Krusty the Clown. <laughs> Jeremy Goodson. Matthew Sanders. Megan Mitchell. The guy that asks questions before he finishes the show. Alex Jones, Gay Frog Brigade. Utah Outcasts. Wesley Aaron. Janet Uter. Hey, hey, it's your old pal Krusty for my new pork sandwich, The Clogger. If you can find a greasier sandwich, you're in Mexico. <laughs> Purple Dragon. <laughs> uh, Sarah Segovia. Savita Kuna. Ted Sellen. Tim Jacobson. Trisha Weir. Ryan Mayfield. And James. Thank you all very, very much. If you would like to become a Patreon supporter, you can do so very easily by going to patreon.com slash godlessrevolution, where you can contribute as little as $1 per episode, and then you get all kinds of fun things. Extended outtakes, extended episodes, bonus episodes, early releases of episodes. And if you send us questions, we're, we're more than likely to answer them before anybody else. So thank you very much for listening. Thank you all for participating. Thank you guys for joining me. I hope you all have a great, great weekday, month, and all of that kind of stuff. I'm out. I got to go back to work. <laughs> Happy birthday. And uh, I will be going to the FFRF convention in Boston in November. So if you go, hit me up. Bye. <clears throat> all right. You guys ready? So yeah. yes. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I was like, you can't. <laughs> I just sit all. I'm looking around. And I'm like, oh shit, did I lose audio? <laughs> I see both of you are just kind of nodding this a little is bit. Terrible for an audio medium. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm looking at you know audacity in the board, make sure I got shit set up. Like an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> then I was Head like, oh, ball over here. Did, did I hit, did the did the clicky thing happen and I didn't notice? And now I can't hear you guys. <laughs> You can't hear oh me. Oh my God. <laughs> Sorry, I just needed to get that for our new patron name. Uh oh, what is it? A pig wearing a hat! <laughs> I don't know why I'm talking like Colonel Segan. He didn't get mangled up too bad. Yes, he was mm. disfigured, but not like horribly <laughs> <Yeah>. disfigured. <laughs> <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> nothing nothing really bad happened to him i mean yeah he was disfigured and all but it wasn't you know grotesque disfigurement like the dude from the goonies <laughs> oh. <laughs> i'm just trying to think of a lead-in for like luke to encounter han and leia and be like hey you guys <laughs> <laughs> Um, what was that? Baylor University is getting yelled at by BYU because they had a homecoming photo that says BYU wishes they had as many wives as David Koresh. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Short puts you in a certain mood. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, see you soon, guys and ghouls. <laughs> I got nothing. I'm a dork. <laughs> it's okay. I'll ride that dork train with you.
I thought that was so fucking clever yesterday. I was at the gym and everyone was working out on rowing machines. I walk over to the trainer and I'm like, it looks like Ben Hur in here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he didn't get the reference. Need somebody banging a drum. <laughs> <laughs>